A quick note about this episode, the organization formerly known as Aunt Bertha is now known as findhelp.org. I just wanted to throw that out there so there's no confusion on your end, um, but I'll share more in an update at the end of this episode. Selena Sosa is the director of community outreach at Aunt Bertha, a B corporation based in Austin, Texas. Aunt Bertha's major product is a search engine for social services, which is available for free at their website. The search allows anyone, or at least Americans at this point, to find free or low-cost resources that are available to them across all sorts of categories. They put together a massive database of service providers, and the idea is to reduce complication among those in need of help. Selena is Aunt Bertha's first community outreach director, and she's looking to get the word out about this super important service. I talked with her about Aunt Bertha's mission and about her role in making it a reality. I'm Josh Morgan. My conversation with Selena is coming up next on The Plural of You, the podcast about people helping people. Something I haven't considered much with what I'm doing on The Plural of You is that many people are taught to reject help. I started this podcast to encourage positive social forces like trust and compassion, but I've forgotten that seeking help can make many of us uncomfortable and it can hinder these positive forces. It's tough to pin down exactly where today's notion of help as a sign of weakness came from, but it probably emerged during the Industrial Revolution, or if you want to go controversial, probably with the rise of the Protestant ethic, which tied a person's character and strength to how hard they worked. We can see this in stereotypes about people in need today, as our culture is quick to suggest that, for example, those in poverty are poor because they refuse to work despite studies that show those in poverty are just as hardworking, if not harder working, than everybody else. I read a fascinating book not long ago by historian Tom Standage titled Born Losers, A History of Failure in America. Standage details how the language and the ideals of business overtook American culture in the 19th century, pushing men in particular to become more ambitious and self-reliant. According to Standage, a failure in hard work or personal salesmanship became a failure of character and retreating to others for aid was identified as a sign of submission and helplessness. He provided accounts from journals and letters, and sadly, suicide notes, to demonstrate the point. All that historical baggage aside, there are those today who are still humble enough to concede when they need help. The problem in my experience is that those seeking help often don't know where to find it, or they get discouraged because they don't know what's required from them to receive it. That's where Aunt Bertha is hoping to make a difference. And I think Selena is going to play a big part in connecting providers and seekers going forward. Here's Selena Sosa, the Director of Community Outreach at Aunt Bertha, to talk about it. So if you wouldn't mind, tell me about Aunt Bertha. What's the purpose behind the organization? Aunt Bertha is a mission-driven organization that's powering AuntBertha.com. So we're a B corporation that provides an online resource of free and reduced cost social programs and services that can help people in need with things like food and housing and transportation and medication and job training, legal services, and really just a number of things across 10 different categories. We sort of like to think of it as a search engine for social services with a few tools and additional functionality layered in. I'm familiar with the concept of a B Corporation, Mm -hmm. but I'm not sure how that's different from a nonprofit. Are you able to explain that? Yeah, sure. So I've I've heard it said that a B Corp is, it's to business what fair trade certification is to coffee or USDA organic certification is to milk. 
it's for nonprofit companies. Well, they're certified by nonprofit B Lab to, to meet rigorous standards of social and environmental performance, accountability, and, and transparency. And so, you know, today I think there's about maybe 1,500, 1,600 certified B Corps across 42 countries and in over 120 different industries and working together towards one unifying goal, and that's to redefine success in business. Nice. Yeah, I wasn't aware that there was a certifying body that handled that. Yeah. Okay. So are you familiar with the story of how Aunt Bertha got started? I am. So our founder, Aaron Gray, he found himself in a bit of a difficult situation at an early age. His mother had contracted encephalitis and uh, he found himself legally responsible for his mother at a very young age. I think he was 19. And yeah. And so he realized firsthand how difficult it is to not only find programs and services that can help you when you're in need, but also to connect with those programs and services and, and get help. So he struggled through that for several years. And then uh, he went off to college and took a job working for a governmental organization. I believe it was in health and human services. And then he got to see it from a different perspective. He realized that there were really a number of areas that could use improvement. Oh, who is Aunt Bertha? Like, what, what is the concept behind that character? You know, it's sort of a play on, on words. She's picking up where Uncle Sam leaves off. Some people look at her as sort of the caring aunt that you can go to with anything. She's always willing to help you. That's, that's kind of how that came about. <laughs> Are you aware if it's based on a, a real person at all? You know, our founder, Aaron Gray, his mother looked exactly like this. Oh, okay. But they didn't use her name specifically. They used Aunt Bertha. I tend to say Aunt Bertha. Is that okay? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. I think it just depends on what part of the country you're from, right? If I'm speaking dialect, to people yeah. in New York or on the East Coast, I always say aunt. And when I'm speaking to people in the South, I, I often say aunt. So. All right. I was just clarifying that. Yeah. Just for those who aren't familiar, who may be hearing about Aunt Bertha for the first time, how does the process work of using the website? Basically, you go to any browser and you type in com, and you plug in a zip code. And so with that zip code, it will render all the programs and services that are available to someone within that zip code. That would include... Again, governmental programs, charitable organizations that provide programs that would also include uh, not just local programs and services, but also countywide programs and services, uh, statewide, and even national programs if available. Okay. Now, how do you find service providers to list on the website? Or is there somebody that they populate automatically or do, do they enter their information? Well, actually, there's a couple of different ways that that happens. Our biggest focus is the data. And so that's our biggest investment. And we have a team of 28 people that maintain the data. So their whole day is populating programs and services, defining them, and then, you know, populating them in the system, and then maintaining that data over time. We go through, I think, twice a year and make sure that the links are still working, the phone numbers are still correct, making sure that the information is still correct. You know, sometimes programs don't get funded, new ones come on. So we go through and and make sure that that's all clean and up to date. And then secondly, 
if you're aware of a program that that's not listed, you can there's a little link where you can suggest a program and you can plug in the information and the team will take a look at it and if it meets our criteria, go ahead and, and populate that program as well. Okay. Now how did you get involved with Aunt Bertha? Yeah, so I had been working in the technology space for several years here in Austin. Really, you know, just focused on money and my version of the American dream. And then something tragic happened in my family uh, and we suffered a devastating loss. And, you know, I completely lost my focus. I, you know, something in me just changed. And I, I woke up one day and I just decided that for me, it would no longer be about mere wealth accumulation. I just decided, you know, from that point forward, if it didn't mean anything, you know, if any task before me wasn't of importance, I just didn't want to do it. And so I started looking for a job in the nonprofit sector. My husband panicked <laughs> because, you know, we have all these bills and he's like, oh, wait a minute, what are you doing? But he understood and, and he really supported me in this. And so, you know, I started looking for a job in the nonprofit sector and I ran across Aunt Bertha and I realized, you know, it was a place where I could continue working in technology, but still make the world a little bit better place. And so I knew it was a perfect fit. What is your role in Aunt Bertha? Yeah, so my role is I oversee community outreach for Aunt Bertha. And this is a brand new role because we're, you know, we're a small little startup out of Austin, Texas that has just really grown exponentially in the last few years. Um, I think we're mm-hmm. going on five years old right now. So I'm the first to step into this role. And my main focus is to, uh, to get the word out you know, making sure that people are aware of this valuable resource, um, sharing how to best leverage the platform based on their their needs, and then gathering information about ways that we as a company can further support their efforts. How long have you been in this role? I would say two months now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, we're, it's brand spanking new. A lot of what I do is I spend time identifying people and organizations within the community that we should be talking to. Typically, you know, I would look for nonprofit groups that are providing programs and services to help others. So I speak to a lot of social workers and caseworkers and librarians and in, you know, some cases, local government agencies and, and of course, charitable organizations. So what's a typical day like for you? I mean, I know it's only been two months so far, right. but <laughs> <laughs> what have you done so far? Yeah, so I have spent a lot of time, again, identifying the groups that I should be speaking with. I often set up trainings or overviews like lunch and learns and other events where I can provide more information about how to best leverage the search, how to use the tools that are available, you know, for those that are doing this on a daily basis and really showing people how to accomplish more for less in their day to day. So I know it's not, you've only been on for two months so far, but have you come across any stories of how the Aunt Bertha service has helped maybe service providers or even clients? Or have you heard stories that that you're fond of? You know, we get letters and and calls almost every day from people that we've helped. We get letters from agency providers as well as clients thanking us for what we do. And we've got a lot of stories. One specific story that comes to mind is a woman who found herself in a domestic abuse situation. She was so thankful because she was able to get in and find resources that she wasn't aware of. She had tried to get into a shelter, but they were all full. She 
was able to get onto the Aunt Bertha website and find some resources that could help her not only get out of that situation, but also get on her feet. She wrote us now, she's in California in a completely different state. She's in school. She's studying to become a nurse. She was able to get some legal issues handled. And everything that she has done to improve her situation was brought to her attention through the Aunt Bertha website. That's so cool. Yeah. So she was very, very thankful. And she she's one of our biggest advocates now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> In your experience, maybe with surveys or the like, how do most people find out about Aunt Bertha at this point? We have uh, a number of clients. So I think the word is, is spreading very quickly now. We have a lot of clients in the healthcare space. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. so we have, a, we have a white label version of, of Aunt Bertha that a number of organizations are using, including, you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield and AARP and, and a number of other groups. So people are, are finding out about the search, although they may not recognize it as Aunt Bertha, they might recognize it as a partner's website. Mm-hmm. But I think really it, the, the word is spreading because it's, there's no cost associated with using it for most people. And I think when you're doing something good, word travels quickly. In your experience so far, I mean, it seems like there's so many different projects out there, you know, and that there are people that want to help other people. But it seems a major issue is that a lot of times these programs or projects exist, but the people that might be helped by them, there's a disconnect. Mm -hmm. In your experience, why do you think that is? You know, from what I can tell, client needs always outnumber available resources. And current processes are not usually very good for the seeker, really, nor for the helper. But one of the problems I think is that, you know, people that are in helping roles are often just too busy to stop and try to create a better experience for those seeking their services. Consider the the person who needs help from a local agency. And in order to be considered, you know, she needs to show up in person and maybe fill out an application. So she arranges for childcare, she takes off at work, she catches two buses to get down there and, you know, only to find out that they're closed or they're out of funding or she doesn't qualify. You know, that's, that's very frustrating. Or maybe the guy that's using prepaid minutes on his cell phone and he calls a provider only to find out that he's number 28 in the queue. I think it's tough on, on both the client side and the provider side, but what usually ends up happening is the seeker just gives up. We're working, you know, to make it easier for both the seekers and the helpers in the process of finding and connecting. So more to come, hopefully on that. We're learning a lot every single day about ways that we can add value and building that into the product. So what kinds of objectives do you have in mind to sort of help expedite that process? Well, one of my main objectives is to to listen, to listen to the organizations that I'm talking with to find out exactly how they're doing it today, what could make it better, and then working to get that information back to the product team so that we're not just building something and saying, here, go try it and use it. We're actually building something based on the feedback that we're getting from, from the people that are actually in the trenches doing this every day. Are there common problems like among the people that you've spoken with so far or the providers, I should say, that you've spoken with so far? Yeah. You know, a lot of what I hear is that 
a lot of people have, you know, Rolodexes and folders of programs and services that they keep at their desk or in their heads. And so they're aware of maybe what's, what's around locally, but a lot of times they're not familiar with, with programs that could also be helpful that might be, you know, outside of their local area. And then I think there's a problem of keeping that information up to date. It's easy to make a list of programs and services that, you know, that you can go to, kind of your go-to list, but keeping that data current is a huge challenge for a lot of people, I think. And then one other thing that I hear a lot is that just having the ability to share that information among their team. For example, you know, you might have some caseworkers or social workers that are senior within the organization and they're very familiar with the programs and services that are responsive and often able to help, but the newer team members aren't always privy to that. So it's very difficult to kind of share that information within the group. So does anyone at Aunt Bertha ever work directly with people in need, like clients, or is is it more confined to uh, working with service providers? We don't directly work with, we call them the seekers, right? So we don't, seekers, yeah, okay. we don't necessarily work with them one-on-one, but we do get some inquiries here and there. I guess that's what I was wondering if there was some sort of feedback channel, you know, where maybe people ask specific questions that they can't find on their own. We do get, yes, we have a, we have a place on the website where people can contact us. We do get a number of inquiries here and there, but I think for the most part, we're working mostly with those that are providing the services so that they can get the word out because we do want, well, I take that back, you know, with the libraries. So for example, I'll get the information, maybe some collateral to the libraries so that they can hand it out to the people that come in. We're trying to work very closely with those groups that that can help us further our mission. But we're also very open to talking with individuals if they come to us. So far in your experience, like, is there something you've identified that maybe listeners could do to either help Aunt Bertha in your mission or maybe even the seekers, as you call them? Sure. You know, I mean, I think just checking out the site at AuntBertha.com, getting the word out is one, one great way to help us. And then another might be, you know, encouraging agency providers of these programs and services to claim their program listings so that they can do things like edit and change their program information in real time, indicate capacity, do things like digitize their application or their intake form, things that would make it easier, not only for themselves to maybe lower high call and email volumes coming in, but also to help those that are in need more easily connect with them. Okay. And what about in, I mean, we just kind of covered that, but maybe in your role, is there anything that we could do to help get the word out and build community around Aunt Bertha? Well, you know, I would welcome the opportunity to provide uh, training or anything that would be helpful in getting people to use the products and services that are available within the platform. I do you know, set up some trainings here and there and, and webinars, et cetera. I'd be thrilled to, to have that go out to others that would be interested in, in learning more so that we can reach out to a number of people through, through the web. Mm-hmm. Now, when you talk about training, what, what would be involved in something like that? Basically, I take people through the platform, talk about the differences between how the search happens, what they see when they plug in a zip code. Sometimes, 
results may seem kind of random if you're not familiar with how the search is, is happening. For example, the programs that are closest to the center of that zip code will render first. So you might type in your zip code and then you see a program out of Washington, D.C. and you're in California. That might seem a bit random, but when you understand that first it's pulling in the local programs and then it's pulling in to the national programs, you know, once people understand that, then they can navigate a little bit easier. So we talk about kind of how the search happens and then some of the tools that are available by logging in. And so anyone can go in and create a login and that opens up the additional functionality to manage folders and do things like save favorites and print out an entire list of programs rather than just one at a time, et cetera. Oh, I didn't know that was available. Okay. Yeah. That'd be handy. Again, I know you've only been there two months, but you were looking for work to make a difference. Do you feel like you found that in your current role? Absolutely. Absolutely. On the client side, you know, I see it making a difference. We know that 40% of a person's health outcome can be attributed to social and economic factors. And so by addressing these issues, these social determinants of health, if you will, people are staying out of the hospital and they're improving their, their lives. A lot of times we hear about it more from providing agencies than we do from the clients, but I feel like a lot of it is sort of like the butterfly effect. You know, we know that it's helping, although we don't always get to see the direct results of it. Oh, I see. Yeah. So I do feel like I have found my, my calling. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. So if we wanted to keep up with Aunt Bertha's work away from AuntBertha.com, where would be the best place to do that? Sure. So you can go to uh, AuntBertha.com or AuntBertha.com and you can sign up for the newsletter if you'd like. We only send out news you can use. We promise never to uh, bug you with things that aren't relevant. And we're working very closely with another organization that will help us with the webinars and the additional events that we plan to sponsor. And so by signing up at the website, you'll be the first to know what's next. Okay. One last question I just thought of. Is there an effective way that you found to maybe get the word out more? But that kind of repeats some of what we already talked about. Well, you know, we do have some little postcards that I often send out or, or leave people to hand out. Oh, okay. I just dropped a, a stack of them at the, at the public library. And that's one great way to let people know is to hand them a postcard or if there's a agency provider that's listening and, and would like to be able to pass that information along so that people can do searches on their own as well. I'm happy to, to forward those along. We have them in English and in Spanish. Oh, great. That'd be helpful. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or they can contact me and I'm, I'd be happy to, to provide an overview. What would be the best way to contact you? You could email me at ssosa at com, or you can, uh, there's a contact form on our website as well, and I'll receive that. Okay. Is there anything I haven't asked that you'd like to talk about? You know, I, I can't really think of anything except that, you know, together we make a difference. And as you mentioned, it's, it's a bit of a broken process, you know, in trying to find and navigate programs and services that can help you when you're in need. But if we work together... I think that we can make that better for both the providing agencies as well as the seekers in need. Okay. 
Well, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk with me. Yeah, you too. I wish you the best of luck in this new position. It sounds like a good fit for you. All right. Thanks, Josh. All right. Take care. Have a good day. You too. That was episode 29 of The Plural of You. I first published it on May 15th, 2016. Here's an update on the organization formerly known as Aunt Bertha as of 2023. So the team behind Aunt Bertha rebranded it as findhelp.org during the COVID-19 pandemic. The services they provide are pretty much the same. Uh, users can still search their local safety net by zip code. And the Find Help team uh, has partnered with several cities around the country to customize a search tool uh, in different localities. They've also upped their communications and marketing to promote the concept of the social safety net itself. They now have an active blog. They have a series of short films at findhelpfilms.com. And they have a podcast called American Compassion. And they're all thoughtfully put together. So check those out if you haven't. Selena is no longer with the Find Help organization, but that's okay. I wanted this episode to raise awareness of the website mostly. So I hope you'll check out uh, findhelp.org and recommend it when you need to. I'm sure the Find Help team would appreciate it. This has been The Plural of You. I'm Josh Morgan, and the show's website is pluralofyou.org. Uh, that's all for now. Thank you for being kind today. Take care.